welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank all my listeners for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are executive producers Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Ms. Aida, psychic and author of Who Do Justice Magic. Binaural production engineer, Damian Keller, author of Sounds Good, Sounds Great, and monthly co-host, Jared Murphy, author of It's Not Aliens, It's Worse, It's Us. If you are interested in contributing to this podcast, go to my website, everythingimaginable2020.com, and you'll find everything you need there. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is the living legend, Carter Bushhart. Well, that was sweet. Do I owe you money or something? That was nice. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife used to say I was a living legend while we were dating, but as soon as we got married, that stopped. So. Well, I, I think we all deserve the title living legend. Well, yeah. Yeah. As long as you don't call yourself a living legend yourself, as long as somebody else does it, you know. Oh. So I do refer to it. I do reserve, reserve, call myself the living legend. I would. Like I put it on like job applications where it says name. I put down the living legend, Gary Gottschall. Oh, that guy. God, let's get him in here. 40 bucks an hour? Let's pay it. The <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why I'm unemployed. Yeah, yeah. Well, luckily, I I work out of the house, so you know I, I sell a little real estate, so it's it's like I'm unemployed. It's, it's almost too easy. It's ridiculous. You know, technology is a good thing sometimes. Yeah. So, so what's going on, Carter? Well, have we spoken? This book came out about a, two weeks ago. I got it. No, we have not talked about that one. Yeah, Sasquatch Evidence of an Enigma 2, the 2022 version. So each each book, I've done Sasquatch uh, Evidence of an Enigma, then I did an updated version, 2021 version. And now this one I wrote, and then I, I did an updated version. And then if I ever do a third one, um, I'll probably switch to a different title, maybe you know, Continuation Evidence of an Enigma, but three or whatever. Anyway, but yeah, th this one came out about a year ago and it was only 147 pages i mean and i had to i had signed a book deal with beyond the free so i kind of had to give him something and uh, i was waiting the guy was having so much turmoil uh reliving the events that he's been going through for about 40 years plus up in canada he said i gotta take a break I just can't, you know, some of the stuff's really upsetting me. You know, I could tell when we were talking and stuff. And so he said, I'll call you back here about a week or two. Well, you know, three months later, he finally calls back. And I said, well, I already had to put the book out. So he came gushing with all of this information, 110 pages worth, extra. So now this book is like 262 pages instead of 147. It's crazy. He was just vomiting events that happened to him, him and his dad, him and a girlfriend uh, and stuff. And it's just, it's 
paranormal quantum, there's no Sasquatch running across the road or watching me fish across the creek. This mm -hmm. is like some mind blowing stuff. And I know people are, you know, some people are going to go, okay, well, yeah, no, baloney, you know. But if that's your thought process, you know, that really, because we're taught how to believe, we're taught yeah. what to believe when we're educated. We've already been through all that. <laughs> so you're going to, um, Initially, probably discount at least half of what he's telling me in the book. But, you know, I've vetted the guy. He, you know, he's very particular and, and precise about his recollections. And if I get something wrong, he's very quick to correct it. You know, hoaxers don't do that. You know, they just want to get the story out and whatever you say. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That, you know, this guy is so meticulous. And, I, you know, you, you can ask somebody the same question three different ways and they won't know that you're asking the same question over and over. You know, just and, and you can you can spot people like that real easy. But he is just clear as a bell, doesn't care about who knows, and who cares and what they think. You know, but he just wanted to get it off his chest. Anyway, so he's got some mind-blowing stuff in there. And I'm, I'm getting those calls now. I'm getting those calls from, this is what I've been trying to do, is get the people who are being laughed at and scoffed by, you know, the big, you know, uh, Sasquatch data collectors and the ones with the, you know, uh, deviated reports that have been altered and changed that kind of stuff and just scoffed at so he was so thankful i would probably recorded probably about 50 hours of conversations and it got to be so tedious trying to go over and go back and rewind go back and rewind so i finally got him into just sending me long emails that mm -hmm. went from a to z on each event and it was great because I could just cut and paste it and then edit it as I talked to him and, and clear it up. It was so much quicker. So it was, it's a fascinating thing. And I, you know, I had a guy call me two, three weeks ago, and uh, uh, this is the picture that he drew me. And yes, it is uh, probably Sasquatch related. Hmm. Uh, and for those who are not, uh, since we don't do the video, I'll describe it. It looks like a triangle UFO to me, similar to what would be seen in the Phoenix Lights event. Yep. And what else do you see? Uh, some unusual markings that look like maybe planets. Stars and the Stars, planets. Yeah. Earth. Possibly the moon. He doesn't really know. This is what they show him. And Saturn. And, and possibly Saturn. Yeah. Or something with a ring around it. Uh, so this guy called me, and he's former military. Uh, when he left the military, he got into law enforcement. He had to retire as a law enforcement officer due to an on-the-job injury. I don't think it was like getting shot, but it was something you know regarding arresting a suspect. So now he's back in the mil uh, the government, not the military. And so and he just lives about 30 miles from me as the crow flies. And he lives in an area where there's a lot of activity. I've had several reports published uh, from that area within five miles of his house. It's called Monkey Mountain. A lot of Class A sightings that are published in VFRO. And uh, a, a habituation witness lives across the highway and down about five miles from him. And so anyway, uh, I said, well, what if I just come by and talk to you so we'll, we'll have a chat? So anyway, uh, 
the house he lives in, uh, all the bedrooms are on one side. So he, he started mm -hmm. by saying, well, you know, we were getting house slaps. Something would slap the house three times on the side of the house with the bedrooms. And of course, guess how many people live in the house? Three. Bam, bam, bam. His wife, him, and his kid. Right. So not a coincidence, I don't think. You know, and he would go outside, and he, this drawing I showed you yeah. uh, was on the ground in, in the glyphs, you know, sticks and rocks. And just like that, a triangle with three rocks in it. And among other glyphs, and he sent me photos. And so he, uh, uh, when he goes to bed at night, for two months straight, he saw this every night. And he would be flying through space. And then at some point, he would, he and his body would stay where he was, and the craft kept going. And it was flying off into the space, and then the, the uh, vision would stop. And then it would start all over the next night for about two months straight. Uh, I think virtually straight every night he saw the same thing. Somebody was trying to show him something. Mm -hmm. Another thing that happened at his house is that he and his wife uh, were sitting outside on the on the back deck, just kind of cleaning up and stuff. Broad daylight, two o'clock in the afternoon. I can't remember exactly, but they're broad daylight. He was standing at one spot of the deck. She was at the other, and. They both saw at the same time, but from different angles, a, a classic predator shimmering, cloaking humanoid shape walking along his backyard. They live on five acres. They turned around, looked at him, saw that they were looking at him and just vanished. But they both saw it. She's much more grounded than he is, she's more like, eh, no, no, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But, but this was like, oh my God, what was it? And so, and they've had uh, things be moved around on their property. They've heard singing, chanting, uh, laughter, snickering, chuckling, some, some of that kind of stuff. Uh, when they bought this house, there was an old block and tackle that had a big uh, metal pale on it, you know, mm -hmm. the old pale when they made them out of solid, you know, I think it's probably you know, got lead paint in it, you know, but it's that, that's yeah. that, that age. Mm -hmm. And that keeps getting moved around on the property and nobody's on his property. I mean, there's just, there's nobody, you know, and so that mm -hmm. is, that's bizarre. And so, um, but the, the Sasquatch thing, they keep getting these glyphs, they keep getting some structures and things like that. So it's odd that it, it, it appears to be a UFO theme, but everything else that he's got going on is kind of Sasquatch related. And that's some of the kind of stuff that's happened to me and uh, my wife at our house after I started having what I'm fairly certain are some kind of communication revisions sent to me. And there's no other way I can describe them, you know. Uh, but it was just fascinating that he would come out of the woodwork and here's the weird part. When he was in the military, he had about a he had a, a, a mid-grade security clearance, and one of his jobs, and this was Air Force, was to go in and uh, when they would have shift changes, he would be making sure that all the uh, radar mm -hmm. equipment was calibrated the same way in the screens, and nobody had adjusted it or touched it because. The guys had strict instructions. You do not change your settings at all. You call a, you call an officer, 
uh, or the day officer, and you have to come look at your stuff and tell him what you need to do. So, but his job was to adjust the screens, the settings, and some of it was internal, so that the radar operators would only see a general sample of what was going on. And this was, you know, tic-tac video days, and he saw those. And so if you change the contrast and adjustments, you can filter out a lot of things that are on there so you'll only see the main things, you know, the things that they, you know, the, the main, whatever it is you're looking at, the main distraction, you know, craft or whatever. Uh, and there was a lot of stuff on the screens that these guys never saw because he was to go in and he tweaked it. Of course, there's cameras on everybody, so you can't adjust your settings, you know, unless you, you get caught. And so, but he said there was a lot of stuff in the background. You know, let's say you're looking at the Tic Tac video, if everybody knows mm -hmm. what I'm talking about, the Tic Tac video, yeah, the UFO, uh, that the government finally admits after 80 years of lying to us. Oh yeah, they exist. Anyway, there was so much other some of it was debris, some of it was craft, obviously, because they were going way too fast and maneuvering like crazy. You know, it makes this tic-tac thing look like child's play. So that was part of his gig, you know, was to make sure that those things stayed calibrated a certain way. Yeah, and so whatever the guys were seeing, of course, that would be recorded. But what was not being seen was also being recorded in a different area, you know, with a different set of eyes looking at it. Crazy stuff, you know. It, he's looking, when I'm talking to this guy, he's like uh, looking at me right in the eye and he's waiting for me to flinch or snicker or call him a liar or, you know, he's just waiting for it. Even though he's, you know, been in and out of the military and the government uh, for a good number of years. So mm -hmm. he knows how it works, you yeah. know. And he was, in, in fact, creating disinformation himself by doing the adjusting on the screens. Uh, so, you know, he knew what the disinformation was because he was guilty of doing it, but yet he, you know, he was, you know, part of it, but he doesn't really care for it, but he was part of it because that was his job, you know. Of course, he doesn't know, he didn't know then what he knows now. And so here's a real cool story about this. So anyway, I've met him and I have another witnesses I've, I've met and we've, we've become friends for about five, six years. And they've had a lot of stuff going on and they have built a house and they've had a Sasquatch running around their property, screaming and yelling uh, at the top of its lungs uh, once or twice a week because they tore up some ground, tore down a building or two and built a new house and they're staying in their old house, but they've torn down a lot of stuff and this creature didn't like it. So, and I told him about this guy, and I don't, I don't identify anybody. I never tell anybody's names or location. I just generalize. Long story short, uh, they want to meet each other, and so they can have someone to bounce things off of. You know, they don't live that far from each other. As the crow flies, it's about, you know, thirty miles. Uh, but anyway, I thought that was just a really cool thing because that's kind of what I want to do is is get the stories out that people are not telling because right. the big. The Sasquatch reporting groups just poo-poo. It won't put anything paranormal or anything in there. And they can discuss among themselves and talk about the things uh, that they've seen and experienced without fear of ridicule. It's not like you're at a dinner party and you bring up Sasquatch and going, oh, all right, there's Bob talking about Sasquatch again. All right, cut him off. You know, but they can share and 
you know, find strength in being able to talk openly and not have any kind of ridicule. So I thought it was kind of a, a really neat thing. And so um, uh, he, uh, obviously, he, he tested positive. And so he and his wife and his son have been quarantined and they're out of it now. So uh, just waiting for this crappy weather we're having here to get, get them together. If you want to go meet and I'm going to just introduce everybody and probably just take a hike, you know. Uh, but it, it, it's a cool thing. That's, that, that's what people need that are having these experiences is a support system, you know, that's not necessarily uh, investigator based because a lot of the investigators, the ones that call themselves investigators, or half the time they kind of poo-poo you and ridicule it and go, well, you know, are you sure? Or, what were you smoking? Or, you know, the typical cliched stupid stuff that people say. But, well, you know, I think it might have been, you know, uh, shadows. They'll talk you out of it any way they can. So. That was a pretty cool thing, and but the, the look on his face—he was looking right at me. It's like I'm waiting. Just, just do it. Just, just ridicule me. Not in a threatening way, but it's just like you could tell he was just waiting for something, some shoe to drop, and it, it never did because it was like a fascinating story. And his wife came in, and she's going, "Yeah, you know, a, a lot of this stuff. I, I, I haven't been around this before. We moved out to the country." And all of a sudden, all this stuff has happened. And I can't ignore it. You know, my son is here. He's experienced it. And uh, so she was a little more, she took a little more convincing. and said, I didn't really convince her. I just explained some things. And here's your other options. But when they saw that creature, that, that predator, uh, shimmering, cloaking, you know, it was like a, We've talked about this before. You ever seen that video, uh, Cloaking with Gabby and Barb? I haven't, but I know what she did. I've seen Predator, and I remember the that, you know, it looked like you're looking at something through saran wrap, sort of. Yeah, kind of a gelatin mm-hmm. type. But, but, well, if you ever have a chance, look up this video. It's called uh, Squatching with Gabby and Barb. And Thinker Thunker did a real good workup on it. And she had gone out with a couple of friends the day before and shown them uh, the area that she likes to go squatching and they saw a Sasquatch. They saw it and they all got freaked out. And so she took a couple of friends back the next day, not the same ones, but other ones to show them because she told them what happened. So she took these other friends out to show them where they were, where they were standing when this happened. And she's standing there and she's pointing up in the tree. What well, was right over there? And she goes, Oh, what was that? What was that? And they, re, you know, they, they were taping the whole thing. Anyway, you see a clear, gelatinous, cloaked, see-through, humanoid shape up in a tree, and it kind of climbs down or jumps down, and then walks around and walks off. And what do you do with that? You know, you can't fake that. I mean, you could, but she obviously is not the type of person, probably not technically advanced enough to go figure that out and do it, you know, and she's got dozens of videos on YouTube, you know, but uh, you might find it kind of interesting. It's it's squatching with Gabby and Barb, but it was just uh, fascinating. And, and I gave them a link to that video and they, she, he called me back and goes, Oh my God, that's, that's it. That's exactly what we saw. It was broad daylight. Wasn't any shade. It was out in the sun, Mm -hmm. you know? And so what do you do with that? You know, when people tell you that stuff, I mean, you just, you can't ignore it when there's other supporting documentation. We'll call right. it evidence, but other people are having the same sightings and events. 
and they don't know each other. They don't want anything. They don't want any publicity. So one's not going to know about the other. And, you know, they're just not the type to, you know, until this uh, all started happening, they were not the type to really even look up anything about Sasquatch. Well, I was, you know, that's interesting. I, I believe they probably exist and just thought nothing of it. You know, of course, he was in the military and saw the Tic Tac stuff. So, you know, he knows things exist that the government doesn't want to tell you about. So right. he was part of that cover up, you know. So anyway, uh, it was just quite an interesting. It just tells me I'm on the right track, you know. Uh, because there are people that need to talk. Mm-hmm. They're finding each other slowly but surely. I hear about once every 10 days, two weeks, I'll get a call or an email from somebody about something. Uh, many of them are pedestrian kind of things, just the typical road crossings. Uh, but then there's, after they tell you the story, I've told you this before, well, I just told you about that. Now, here's something you're not going to believe. And then they rattle off this stuff because... I've gained their trust enough where they know I'm not going to be yanking on them and, and giving them crap. And they just, they start gushing with all this data and you're going, wow, that is so cool. I'm so sorry that people treated you badly, but you know, it's just fascinating, you know? And so, uh, that, that kind of prompted the second book, you know, this stuff started kind of happening when I wrote the first book, but it really started just raining on me after the second one. Came right. So tell me about the dream part. Like, like what was your experience with these dreams and visions and how did it go with him? Like, how did he compare? Well, my, my visions and I, I can put almost a date on it of October, 2019, uh, to, uh, 2020 October and then this past October 2021 Uh, and and I had some events and then I started getting in my sleep when you go to bed you're in that kind of rim you know and that not quite asleep not quite awake Uh, but I see the same thing over and over and they're showing me uh, kind of like a, a small canyon or uh a ravine with kind of higher cliffs or a, a, a canyon with very low cliffs because canyon wise, you know, they're probably up 20 feet over my head and, and I'm kind of just gliding down. Well, I'm not gliding. What it is, it feels like I'm gliding. You know, those old cartoons where you see the world going around or a landscape and then you see the guy walking and he's not really walking. He's stepping, but the world is actually moving. The, the, the land, you know, it's the old cartoon, like old, old goofy cartoons and stuff. <clears throat> so I'm seeing this diorama going by me with the cliffs and the, you know, the mountains or whatever it is on the side, kind of a canyon thing. And there's a lush vegetation on the ground. And there's like a couple of clans of Sasquatch just walking around doing their, like they're camping. They're walking around doing their thing. They're picking things up off the ground. Uh, you know, they're holding a baby. They're just walking. A couple of juveniles are playing. It's just like a day in the life. And I keep getting showed the same thing. This has been going on for about two years. And it's not every night, but it's, you know, a night a week. Sometimes there's two or three nights a week. Here's the weird part. We got our first snow about two and a half weeks ago here in Kansas City. And that night, I went to bed, and there was my diorama with everything going by, except it was snow-covered. 
Hmm. I didn't think that was a coincidence. That's like they're paying attention to where I'm at. Uh, because even in the cold weather and it was happening uh, the year before, I do not recall ever seeing a snow-covered scene. And we had our first snow that the day before when I went to bed that night, I saw the snow-covered thing. And it was just a dusting, just like we had. It was just bizarre and and factual. It was accurate, you know. And it's the same thing I've been seeing. So they altered what I was seeing. Uh, and so with him, he he can't put a finger on it. He says, "I they're showing me something. I don't know what this other planet is, you know. Uh, one is Earth, I think." One must be the moon, but it could not be. It could be something else. But then the ring has to be Saturn. Uh, but it could be another planet that we're not aware of that has a ring. I mean, don't know. You know, if you go back in and read, you know, um, older books. You know, Lloyd Pye has a really good book. Everything you know is wrong, uh, and it has the tenth planet is Nerubu, where the Anunnaki supposedly came from. So you don't really know what is in this drawing. You know, I look at it over and over, uh, and I think the one in the middle there, uh, mm -hmm. that has to be Earth, and that would have to be Saturn, and that would have to be, you know, wouldn't have to be, but the moon and the rest of it's just stars. And so he, he says, I don't know if they're trying to show me where they came from, or where I came from, or where we came from as humans. He doesn't, but it's the same thing. And it went on for, like I said, two months straight, and then it just stopped. So, but it's, it's got him concerned. So when this stuff uh, first started happening, I'll go back. They put up security cameras and all the activity stopped. And after I went out and talked to him, he said, I took down all the cameras because mm -hmm. I want this to continue. My wife and I want this to continue, whatever it is, because we don't feel threatened. And I told him, you know, unless you're trying to harm them, they're not going to do anything. And even at that, they'll turn tail and leave. They, you know, they're bigger than, than we'll ever be as far as, you know, the thought of, you know, causing harm. And so, uh, but he doesn't know what to be. He's curious, you know, he's really, really curious. And this kind of ties into some of the things my other couple that I'm going to put them together with have had, uh, but not visions, actual daytime sightings of weird stuff. So he doesn't know what to make of it. And I, you know, I don't know either, but, you know, uh, I know planets, someone. I know somebody who could. Who's that? Have you ever heard of Sunbow True Brother? No, no. He has a book, well, a series of books called out, out called "The Sasquatch Message to Humanity: Conversations with the Elder Camus." Email me that. And um, he was supposed to be on last week, but he didn't have internet. I've had him on a couple of times, and he is a shaman who has telepathic communication with his Sasquatch named Camus. And Camus is giving him messages about how to save humanity and how um, Sasquatches are brothers to human beings and how we are also related to this star council. Hmm. If, you, if you look up the books on Amazon, you can get the books. And um, what, What's the author's name again? His name is Sunbow, S-U-N-B-O-W. True Brother, T-R-U-B-R-O-T-H-E-R. -E okay. Yeah, because that... Because that this is sort of right up his alley. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you're like a you know a Brian Bland. You're familiar with him, the Pork and Beans Show. No, uh, they're out of Canada, and they have a. You got to look them up because he is having daily, weekly glyphs left to him and his wife. Hmm. Very ornate, and they're up in the wilds of Canada. You have to uh, send me his information, huh? Send me his information. Yeah, it's called the Pork and Beans Show, but I'll send it. I'll, and I've been on their show two or three times. But they have a guest a guest host. He's a permanent host, uh, uh, Mike Harrell. He did studies for the government a long time ago uh, about the creatures that people are seeing on craft when they're abducted. So if you're not asleep, in other words, if you were abducted, if this is actually going on, I do believe it is. It is. The, uh, if you were abducted and were not asleep the whole time, they did studies on what were the top five or six types of beings that the abductees were seeing on the craft. A lot of times people will talk about, well, I was just kind of like sitting in a waiting room. I, I couldn't get up and walk around, but I was just, I wasn't restrained, but I was somehow restrained. And you would see the different abductees coming and going. Some of them were already on the craft, and they may or may not have been abductees. Uh, the greys, mm-hmm. uh, reptilians, Sasquatch, uh, the tall Nordic types, which are much, much taller than, than humans. Uh, they're probably two or three feet tall, but they're human-like in every other way, except they're just much, much taller. And uh, I can't remember what else was on there, but there was five Pro- probably six. probably the praying mantis is also one of the common. Yeah, there's, the there's an insect type. There was an insect. Yeah, the mantis I think was on there. Yeah, and so and out of you know, there's like I can't remember how many people they interviewed, like tens of thousands, ten, twenty, thirty thousand. I don't know. Two thousand of them described virtually the same beings just coming and going, like you're in a hospital waiting room. I mean, it was just. Matter of fact, and they would just tell. And so he had this study. It's really, and he has a nice list uh, of things that the Sasquatch slash star people uh, want to impart to us mm-hmm. before you're accepted into their group and you get more learnings and teachings. And it's a nice long list. It's pretty cool. Uh, and if you contact him, he'll, he'll probably give you that list. But it, it's remarkably like what people are being told when they're taken by ETs, you know, be kind, be a good person, be good to the earth, be good to yourself, and, you know, uh, live in harmony and all that, all that kind of stuff. Exactly the opposite of what's going on. Right. Now, right. You know? uh, and so, but it was, it's fascinating, the stuff that he's got, you know, and it, it's, uh, it's right up the, but they're having ongoing spiritual relationships with these, Sasquatch. It's the same with Sunbow. They have, huh? They have clans, thing, yeah. clan names, mm-hmm. and they all have names. And somebody right now is drawing the main creature that Brian Brian Bland is uh, having a relationship with now uh, up in the uh, up in Canada. A lot of crazy stuff is going on with him, and so it's just nobody wants to believe it because you know of the educational process we're in, what everybody tells you when you're, you know, you go to school, you, you're born, you go into school and from the age of five to the 
22, you're told how the world is, what to believe and what not to believe, you know. And so when you see or hear these events, you're immediately going to go, well, that's baloney, that can't happen. You know, that didn't happen. You know, you've got to be crazy. You've got to be smoking drugs or something. So, you know, you know, the, the cliche crap. Yeah. So it, it, it's fascinating stuff. It's just mind blowing. I'll look up this guy, uh, Camus Sunbow True Brother. Well, yeah, his name is I'll Sunbow True Brother, but the, the Camus the name of his book. Yeah. Camus okay. is a Sasquatch that he communicates with. That's giving gotcha. him all this information. I think he's in okay. Canada, too. Yeah. Well, you know, they have... Although, you know, Pacific Northwest has a lot of, you know, old, old, old growth forests. Uh, Canada has even more where it's, it's quite likely humans have not set foot in some of these areas. Just because mm-hmm. they're so remote and so inhospitable, you know, cold, no water, and no roads and that kind of stuff. And uh, so that is one of the stories in this book uh, that my, my witness uh told me about and uh, it it goes right to the heart of corporate knows the government knows you say a word you'll never work again just forget talking about what you just saw and experienced you know it's a great story that you know it's a it's a, a tree planting group up in canada uh but it's, it's a long story i can tell you about it i mean i'll, I'll make of course of course i want to hear it okay well, give me 20 bucks. All right. Okay. I'll PayPal it to you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So, okay. My guy, he is 66 now. This all started when he was, that he remembers around 13. And uh, he and his dad and his mother to a degree until, you know, they got divorced. were going through just bizarre stuff. S- stuff that was still so new that you wouldn't initially think Bigfoot if you saw or heard some of this stuff, because it was like, it was not common knowledge at that point. I'm talking about early seventies, you know? Uh, so anyway, uh, this would have been late seventies, early eighties, roughly when this happened. And, uh, he, uh, was working for the Canadian forestry service and they're, very, very notoriously bad, uh, Canada, uh, about reforesting the places they've deforested. They just go in and, and cut down all the trees because they've got all that plethora of trees. It's just millions and millions of acres that no one's ever going to do anything, that no one's ever going to develop or live on there. So they just go through it, you know, haphazard and just cut down the trees and leave it and let it grow. Whatever grows back, grows back. So anyway, uh, he was on a tree planting crew, 12 guys, and six of them went to one little area they were they were driven he does it took him 30 minutes from a dirt road to get up to where they were going to replant trees it was that remote there was no road barely just you know only government trucks and and forestry trucks uh went went up there so they split into two groups there was him and five other guys and then another group of six guys now, this, the other group was like real manly, macho hunters, you know, they wanted to go deep, 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 deeper into the forest and see, you know, kind of, kind of check out for game for maybe future hunting. Uh, but uh, they were also going to be planting uh, trees up there. And so they went over the hill and they were, they were gone. 
And my guy and his, his six, uh, five other guys were just kind of walking around this one area that was kind of cleared out and trampled down. You know, there's very little vegetation there. Uh, and when they got there, they saw hundreds and hundreds of bare footprints. Everything from six, eight inches to 25, 26 inches. Bare feet. Foreman's still sitting in the van. He's just sitting there, you know, like, you know, the foreman just sitting there making his money and every now and then, hey, get to work. Hey, quit fooling around. So anyway, they start walking around and they see all these footprints and then they start getting like giddy and euphoric. This this sense of euphoria just came over them and they were all just like, whoa, look at this. And look at, I mean, they were seriously looking like wood nymphs, just frolicking in the woods. It was just, that's how I described it. They were just frolicking. And then they, they see a footprint and there's still dirt falling back into the footprint. And they saw uh, trees that had been eaten, like something had gouged out the middle of the tree and been eating it. And there was saliva still dripping off the side of some of these trees that had fallen. They had just probably interrupted a clan of squatch. That's what it looked like because and all the footprints led up to the hill, over the hill where the big manly macho guys went. Mm-hmm. This gets great. So, and, and they're seeing where trees and big bushes have been slightly just pulled out of the ground, uprooted just enough, and then the area up underneath the roots had been cleared out, like scooped out. And you could see saliva dripping off the roots. So what he assumed, he actually crawled into one of those holes. And uh, he's a skinny guy. He's about six foot, but he's, you know, he's, he's skinny. He crawled in, but he said it was perfect for, I saw footprints underneath this root ball. So you've got the ground and then you've got the roots dangling down. And then he's down here in the hole that was dug out underneath this tree that had been pulled out without killing it. And you could see where the, the smaller Sasquatch had been in there sucking on the roots, getting all the nutrients. And so there was saliva dripping off of the, the roots, you know, the, the water roots and stuff. I mean, you could just see it. And uh, there was a, an area cleared out where uh, it looks like uh, mice holes had been dug up. And you could see the little mice prints where it looks like they had dug them up and maybe were having a training operation where they're showing the kids and you throw a mice out there and you have them chase it and run it down to teach them hunting skills. This was just all supposition. But you, you just look at this scene and it's just bizarre of hundreds and hundreds of prints he even has a description of one print he said the big toe it's a swirl but it wasn't like a broken pattern it was a, it was like a bullseye but real real tight and went down to a point uh, on the big toe and it's just he described this stuff to minute detail so all six of these guys are seeing this and they're just running amok and blah, 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 what is that? Oh, this is so cool. This is so great. And, you know, look at and the couple of these big trees, uh, which are the aspen trees and the, the, the indigenous peoples up there. Uh, they use the aspen trees and I think they go out on a yearly basis. The aspen have some medicinal and uh, healing mm-hmm. uh, traits to them. And so they are something they use. But these trees that had fallen had you can see where there's just huge gouges or bite marks taken out of these trees like you know two foot long and they're just 
gone and you could see where something had put them out put it in their mouth and chewed it out and spit it out got everything they wanted out of it and spit it on the ground and that had saliva i mean you could it was just you know bubbly saliva i mean they just walked up on these creatures when that van pulled up they probably hauled ass and that is you know you can't get any fresher than that so they're seeing all this and acting crazy and just like, oh, and they're planting their trees and doing whatever. But it's just like, oh, look, I planted one. I don't want to mess up. the. It was just they were like stoned out of their mind. They just they had no idea. They were aware of what they were doing, but they had no idea why they were doing it. It wasn't normal behavior for any of it. So uh, when they're doing this, all of a sudden uh, they look up and they hear all this commotion up over the hill where the macho guys ran. And they see these giant 75, 100 foot trees just swaying back and forth. They're like they're being shaken. There's no wind. There's no nothing. And all of a sudden they hear all this screaming and yelling. And these guys come running over uh, the hill. And I got to find this picture before uh, I tell you the rest of the story. But uh, uh, anyway, so. They, their hair, some of them had real long hair, some of them just had rigor, you know, length hair. Their hair was sticking out straight out, like they had put their hands on a Vandegrift generator. And they were running down this hill. And when they were running, their hair would not relax. You could see the where the hair went into the head, you know, where the follicle met the scalp. It was just like little pimples. It was that exaggerated and sticking out then the hair would not relax it was you know and on their arms and everything and so they came running down and created a bunch of commotion so the the foreman's in the van he gets up and goes what the heck's going on out here and he he walks over there and sees all these footprints and so what who's running around barefoot what the hell are you guys doing how come you're not planting trees you've destroyed all our what's going on and how come you guys what what what's going on so they tell him the story and he's going uh-huh. Okay, we're going back to the we're going back to the base camp. So he drives them at 30 minutes to the the head logging office. And the entire time they were driving, took about a half hour. Those guys' hair never relaxed. They stood straight up. And my guy and his six buddies or five buddies, they kind of started snickering because it was kind of funny looking. And so, and so they almost got into a couple of fights because because they were still kind of getting those Oh, can I touch your hair? How'd you do that? I mean, it was just, it was stupidly weird conversation. And so uh, I'm trying to find, uh, excuse me when I do this, I'm trying to find, um, is this it? It's raining. Here's a toy. Anyway, the visit. Nope, nope, nope. Well, I'll have to find that one. I'm not. Anyway, but the drawings Bill Irwin did for me was just classic. And so they get to the uh, forestry office, and the manager comes out, and he talks to all of them one by one, all 12 guys, and all as a group. They all told the same story. And he said, this didn't happen. You didn't see anything. If you say a thing to anybody and I hear about it, you will never work in the forestry industry again. And for those guys, 
that was about the only jobs you could get, you know, when you live in the bush in Canada. You just, there's no other work unless you want to drive 50 miles one way to a job in the city, whatever city's close. So they split the crew up. The next, uh, about a week later, they went back out. Uh, each guy was on a different crew. Like they took six guys and they put them on, each one person on six different crews. They took the other six macho guys and they put them each on six different crews. So they were all split up and they couldn't talk. And if that's not like a clear forestry government, everybody else knows about it, and you say nothing, and what do you do with that? And who's so clear and concise, you know? And who makes that stuff up? You know, I'd have to be really lit to make something like that up, you know? I'd have to be really creative, you know? And so, that's an awesome story. What do you what do you do with that? It's just, you know, and he was just as sincere as possible. Said, I don't care what you think, and you know, and uh, uh, it is just. Uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> See it? Yep. And that's not. If you look close, that's not their hair sticking out because they're running in the breeze. Uh huh. Fine. It is sticking out. And how long did their hair stay like that? At least an hour. And here's the thing the guys that were being chased, they never saw a Sasquatch, but they knew it was a Sasquatch, a clan coming after them. So the creatures that had been disturbed in this little cleared off area when they first pulled up and went running up over the hill. That was the ones they probably ran into up there, you know, and they went in back behind them. So, and literally they're an area, there's no roads, there's no nothing. There's not even a fire trail. It's that remote and there's nothing up there. So they're back on old, old, old timber, you know, uh, where, you know, when you say there's, you know, millions of acres that people have never stepped foot on, they'd be the kind of area. And so <clears throat> I'm sure the Sasquatch are thinking, well, I'll give you this much you get past this line it's all over and so they knew in their minds that it was a sasquatch or a, a group chasing them but they never i'm talking about the guys that went over the hill they never saw one but they saw it in their head and they knew what it was and they knew what was going on and they knew they had to get the heck out of there i love that stuff it, it is and you would never is this the first report of um, a Sasquatch high or buzz or whatever you want to call it? Where, where, well, yeah, some, it where like, the environment uh, makes you kind of trippy and weird? It was kind of like uh, they didn't, he didn't mention there was any kind of mind speak or telepathy. They just all of a sudden all got giddy. You know, and if they can do things with infrasound, which we're all pretty certain they can, and they can change your vibrational frequency, you know. And he's had that; he's been manipulated many times. Uh, he's got another story of him getting manipulated into being uh, all jacked up, and it's a whole. It's another story, but he's been manipulated mentally to go out and do things, and he can't stop doing what he's been asked to do, and he knows he's doing it, but he can't stop, you know. And it, it, it's yeah, it, it's 
and when he when he explained to me on this other thing I'm talking about was that uh, it was like I just know I needed to go outside and start exercising. So he went outside on his deck and started exercise. He did like a hundred push-ups, and he can't even do the push-ups. He was doing, and he was just running around. It was, this was his house, running around doing all kinds of weird stuff, and not knowing why. He had no reasoning to do it, but he was just there was an action, or a sentence, or a thought put into his head. He immediately just went out and started doing it. He had no control. He couldn't like not do it. He just did it. Wasn't causing harm to himself or any animals or anything to the you know the habitat or anything. It was just weird things running amok. Hmm. And and then it started raining. It started running around amok, running amok around 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 his house on his deck, stopping, hitting the ground, doing push-ups, trying to do pull-ups. Uh, went inside the house, got his guitar, took his guitar back outside in the pouring rain, and was playing his guitar singing out of nowhere he's not schizophrenic or paranoid he doesn't do drugs or any of that kind of stuff you know i mean it was just he's been having this stuff going on for 40 some odd years 40 to 50 years you know and and his dad and he experienced some of the same stuff and you just go what do you do with that when people tell you that you know he, he's just not a crazy guy you know, people that don't believe that any of this stuff, well, of course, okay, well, that guy's nuts, you know, wish I got, I wish I got that kind of pot, you know, because, uh, you know, my stuff's not that good, you know, I mean, they're very much cracking jokes about it, you know, but, you know, or, hey, would you get your ass, you know, but, I mean, him and his dad had been going through things like this for years and years, and then his dad passed away, and his dad, his dad denied it a lot. He would say, well, no, we didn't, that's not what we saw, it was probably a, a deer or you know, standing up on his hind legs trying to grab some low-hanging fruit or it was a bear or you know, whatever. He would just poo-poo it away. And all the things, and there's a lot of them, that he and his dad experienced together before his dad passed away. He was on his deathbed, and he went to see him, and they were talking and stuff, and he was just kind of looking out the window, just staring. He goes, you know, David, all those times that we saw things and I said it was something else, he goes, yeah. He goes, we saw. He goes, I know. I knew it. And then he died a few days later. But he was trying to protect his son, you know, because he couldn't really explain the stuff. But he was experiencing <laughs> some of the stuff just like, you know, David was. This is the guy's name. It's not his real name. It's, you know, uh, David Allen's the name I gave him. I don't use exact locations or exact names. No, none of that's important, except for the hateful people that say, well, you don't have a witness name and phone number. It's a bunch of crap. You know, that kind of stuff. So, but, you know, and they live in the boonies, in the bush, as he says. And people are experiencing that. And they don't share it. And some of them do. The native, uh, the indigenous peoples up there know all about that. And they'll, they'll tell you left and right if you start bringing it up. They won't just tell you about it. But, you know, a lot of, and there's a couple of indigenous groups, uh, tree planting groups. They only work with one another. And for obvious reasons, so if they experience these things, they can go back and tell the elders and nobody else outside of their tribe or group will ever hear about it, which is the way they want it to be. You know, they don't share their experiences with, uh, you know, the Sasquatch people. They just don't do it. So just, it was just awesome. And it's so, the I'll have to send you one of the, did I send you one of these yet? Nope. Not yet, no. 
But I didn't have an address. Now I have oh. an address. Well, now that you have an address, I probably won't send you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, send that to me on your uh, on the PM. Right. But uh, what what would compel a person to be making that up? I mean, I know what compels people to do it gets some attention, but it's so meticulous. And he corrected me so many times on the minutiae that I would get wrong because, you know, I was listening to all those tapes and then mm -hmm. I have to stop and rewind and write it down. And you, you go, oh, my God, I'm so tired. And he, sometimes you get it wrong. When I read it back or send it to him, he go, no, no, you missed this. This is not right right here. The, and this is what happened. And so uh, and he's got stuff that people will just laugh and snicker at me about. And I don't care, you know. Uh, this stuff is going on and people just have to know about it because there's other people that are never going to say a word unless they see this somewhere in writing somewhere. And maybe they reached out to me or another uh, investigator who's, you know, sympathetic to their situation. You know? And uh, so it's chock full of stuff. And the stuff he's got in here, it just... It's stuff that you hear from other people. Yeah, yeah. It's not surprising. None of it's surprising. Yeah, but this is all in one spot. There's, you know, seven or eight stories in here of just about him, you know. You know, he lost a couple of relationships uh, and a wife because of this stuff going on. A couple of relationships uh, after the divorce where everything was going wonderfully until the Sasquatch got involved. Huh. And... Uh, if I get into another one here, uh, which is basically uh, there was two Sasquatch uh, that, let me see here. Uh, this one here. That creature. Yep. You've seen that. Oh, yeah. I have it. Yeah. I own that one. That creature and... This one here, mm -hmm. female, they were involved in him and his dad's life for probably 15, 20 years. Still to this day, now his dad's gone, but he still has things going on. So there was the theory, and I came up with it first, just because the story sounded like someone was jealous because they were interacting with him when he lived out in the middle of the boonies by himself. He lived out in the bush all by himself, just, you know, a single guy. And every now and then he would come up and find a girlfriend and it would last until they started doing things. And we decided that the female one that I just showed you was symbolically presented to him as in a mating ritual, but not mating like, yeah, let's get it on. It's just, it was a symbolic thing. And he met her when she was roughly of childbearing age, 13, 14, 15. She was somewhere in there. And this creature, you know, Zap, the one on the orange book, he was with her often. And, uh, she did a dance. It was very alluring and very elegant. And, you know, it's kind of like a very slow motion belly dance where she was just doing all of these beautiful poses and showing herself a full, uh, full frontal and full back, you know, and 
he thinks that the relationships, because they would make themselves known when he was with this, the girls he was dating, and it would freak them out. And they left and they never came back. And it got to be where he thought that this Sasquatch, and I'm not getting any, there's no kind of physical interaction, but it's just like she wanted him. They've been trying so long to teach him things, and he was just never getting it. Because I don't think he recognized the opportunities of what was going on. You know, just weird things that would happen to go. He was ignoring the lesson, so I think they got frustrated. So they drove off people that were close to him so they could concentrate on getting the lesson across to him. This is kind of what we've come up with. It's just a working theory. I mean, you know, we don't know, but it sure sounds like it. It's just it's just bizarre enough to kind of make sense, you know. And uh, when he saw that ritual, he just got the feeling it was a a woman or girl coming of age, becoming a young woman, kind of like a, the you know the, the Hispanic. Uh, community has their, uh, I can't remember the name of the dance, when the, the girls turn 16, it's their sweet 16 dance, but it mm-hmm. is a huge production. It is a big deal. And so this is what he kind of came up with, and so did I, when we started putting all the, the stories together, that, you know, it wasn't that she wanted him for a mate, that's ridiculous, of course, but she wanted, they were assigned to him and his dad to teach them some things. And they weren't getting it because they weren't worldly enough, I think, at the time to realize they'd heard of Sasquatch, but this couldn't be happening to me. And how this, you know, uh, dragonfly got in my kitchen counter when my doors are locked and closed all day and so are the windows and, you know, bird feathers in the house and weird places. I mean, you know, just things that he just thought, well, that's just odd. How'd that happen? Well, that just, I must have walked in here with it on my feet and think nothing of it. So I think they just weren't getting it, and they got irritated. There's other stories in there, which I don't, we don't have time to go through, but that's the gist of it. So, you, you know, it, it just sounds bizarre. It just sounds so bizarre, and people are just going to go, oh, God, there's that Carter guy again. He's out of it, you know. Too many drugs in the 60s or whatever they think, you know. But it's just it's fascinating stuff. And there's other people that are having relationships, and they contact and they haven't gotten a book yet because I'm still trying to vet their stories and vet the situation and make sure, I'm, you know, you know, because there are some people that want to yank you, you know, uh, not a lot in this vein, you know. Uh, but anyway, pretty crazy. So what do you think there, Big Daddy? It makes perfect sense. I don't think it's crazy at all. Yeah. Uh, when you get this book, you'll, you'll see uh, one of the chapters is called Blind Date. And he had this girl. He lived out by himself. And so he had a good friend named Marty. And he used to always go, hello, Dad. You know, Marty Allen, the old comic with the frizzy, you know, uh, hair. And he always hello, Dad. I was acting really stupid and everything. He was a really funny guy. Well, he had a, a frizzy hair, and his name was Marty. So they used to always exchange, you know, hello, Dad. Anyway, his buddy just showed up one day with his girlfriend and a girl they hoped to fix him up with. And so just showed up out of nowhere, just, you know, uh, because there wasn't any internet and that, that kind of stuff back then, especially in the boonies, you know. So anyway, um, they brought a picnic lunch and some beers. And so they were just sitting on the front porch, just getting to know each other. And him and this girl were kind of hitting it off. And, you know, they're all just kind of talking. All of a sudden they start hearing this snap, just booming loud, like a giant tree being snapped in half. 
right in front of their faces, right behind them, right in front of them, right by their ears, right, right between them while they're talking. And then they heard these boom, boom, boom. The ground was just thunderously vibrating with footsteps, you know, and they and you could hear foot walking and crunching on gravel, but there was nothing there. It was happening right in front of them. Like you and I are sitting here talking three feet away and there's something walks right between us. You can't see it, but you hear it. You hear gravel crunching and the brush uh, cracking under the, under the under the feet and these branches just snapping, boom, boom, boom. Well, after about three or four times of that, they go, what the heck's going on? God, my God, they're kind of freaked out. And he goes, well, uh, this happens all the time out here. I think it was supposed to be a haunted cabin, but you know, uh, it's not happening like it used to, but it, it's, you know, it, it does happen. And so it happened a couple more times. Boom, girls were gone. Marty and him and his friends, and they never came back. Marty never came back to his cabin. They talked, but he would never go back out to his cabin. So that was a relationship that he lost. And there's a couple other stories in there with different women with the same thing, the same type of things that they couldn't handle it. They creeped them out and they left, you know, even though they first thought that they were going to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And or kind of patronizing. Well, that's interesting. That's good. I'm glad you're into that. You know, like, you know. But so, believe it or not, people can just you know say or do what they want with it. But this is happening to a guy, you know, and it is still happening. He's he moved away from that cabin about 10, 12 years ago, and he's he's gone back a few times. And I updated some of the things. That's what's in the second book I'm going to send you uh, because he's updated some events that he had told me in the past. Uh, we gave this guy the name of Zap and we gave the girl uh, a name of Barry because uh, he thought she was a big fuzzy gray bear when he first saw her. She was, you know, if you listen to some of the descriptions of the uh, Sasquatch walking, their feet are going like a thousand miles an hour, but they're still only moving at a certain speed. It's like not nearly as fast as the uh, feet appear to be moving. And uh, so uh, he's shown things like that and he's shown how they do it. And they, they show him, Oh, you like that? I'm gonna go back and show you how I do it. And they go back and show him again, how they walk. And it's just, the bizarreness of it all. You just, you know, because they're trying to teach him some things and now he's kind of started getting it. But, you know, he found out one of his recent trips, which is probably in October, he went back to his old cabin where all this crap happened, you know, a long time ago. And he got a name from Barry. Her name is Elysia. A-L-L-E-E-Z-I-A. I mean, that's how it came out. That's phonetically how it sounds anyway. So we don't call her Barry anymore. It's Elysia. And she even said, I'm not a bear. Me not bear. And Zap, the, the, the guy, the big guy, this not man. This, this not a man. That's, that's the exact words he told me. So what do you say to that? How, you know, besides, he's a crackpot, you know. And my wife's on the fence about him. You know, I said, well, you know, I, I've talked to the guy. You don't talk to these people. And, you know, she, you know, she believes she's had some things happen to her with me. So she, uh, she no longer goes, oh, that's good. I'm glad you believe. It's like, okay, all right. But, you know, I took her out one night and it, it totally freaked her out. You know, it kind of freaked me out too. But 
There was one convert. Of course, she has to be converted because I married her. <laughs> but anyway, that's uh, that's just a basket full of stuff. It's just bizarre, and I'm glad I'm hearing from these people finally. I'm glad they're coming out of the woodwork, you know. And what makes me believe them all is that they don't want anything, you know. Uh, although I've sent them all free books, they already said, "I don't even." If you want to send me a book, that's great. I don't, you know, I just want to tell somebody and, and hear your reasoning mm-hmm. and what you think it is or is not, and how it could be what it is if. It actually happened. What, 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 what would I be experiencing that would make me think I'm seeing this? You know, so that's all they want to do, and they're they're, they're just contacting me left and right. It's crazy. You know? Well, it's good that you're able to collect that type of data. Um, you know, like usually, like most people have the are still stuck in the cryptid view. Like it's some type of yeah. ape, and obviously, this is we're not dealing with an ape. We're dealing probably with something. Multi-dimensional, probably connected to extraterrestrials and yeah. humans at the same time, and the native, like you mentioned earlier, the natives have known this. Yeah, they've like, had a symbiotic relationship with these beings for a long, 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 long time. You know, go back to the indigenous people up in Canada. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you know, that's where that's where nobody lives. You know, if you can go back there far enough you will probably be kindly escorted away from the area in some way, shape, or form because they're willing to allow a certain amount of human encroachment. Uh, but at some point, uh, you're on my property. And let's get you out of here, you know. And just like habituation sites, you know, people uh, have been going have been going through this stuff for 5, 10, 20 years on their family. Sometimes a couple of generations of family have been living on the, you know, when Ma and Paul leave the farm, we're going to go inherit and live out in the woods there on 100 and 200 acres and have a great old time and we'll we'll experience what they've been. And we have been as children. So they go through it all the time and they see it and experience it and they think, you know, nothing of it. They accept it. They like it. You know, and the Sasquatch realize that's their home and so they're just going to share the ground uh, with an un, uh, an uneasy truce, and sometimes you know an easy truce. You know, you come and you go. We won't bother you. You don't bother us. If we tell you to quit slapping on the house and freaking out the kids, you got to stop because the kids are getting spooked. That kind of stuff. I mean, they tell me that. You know, they just talk about it like, you know, I went to Walmart, got a haircut. Uh, we told the Sasquatch quit scaring the kids. You know, <laughs> it's just like you know going to Dollar General or you know, Going to the grocery store, getting oil change. Oh, did I tell you about Bob saw Sasquatch the other day? It, they don't even think about it anymore because it's it's routine stuff, you know. So, and that's how these people, you know, coexist with these these beings, you know. Oh, sure. Why not? We coexist with other types of life too. Yeah, like you know, goobers and crackheads, and you know. And good people, too. (laughs) But I mean, you know, yeah. And there's, to be honest, I've not experienced this, uh, but there are good and probably bad Sasquatch, just like there's good and bad people. You know, most people are well-mannered and good and get along with other people. And if you don't believe and look and dress and eat alike, well, you've got commonality or a human on the planet. Let's just get along and go on our separate ways. So there's going to be some bad ones, too. And But I have not... Other than hearing unsubstantiated stuff, I've never heard of anyone being killed or even injured. You know, uh, 
uh, even you know the Ape Canyon and other things like that, the siege at Hanovia, Oklahoma, yeah. which happened you know 10, 20 years ago. No one was harmed. They no, they, they were just throwing the crap throwing rocks and stuff. Yeah, throwing rocks, trying to get in the house, appearing to try to get in the house, shaking your door, trying your windows. Uh, what they're going to do when they get in there, I don't know. But they just want to scare you off because they they like their land and they don't want to go look for any others. So, uh, but that's just there's an undercurrent of a discovery or a knowing kind of going on right now. It seems like uh, because the stuff is just. It's mind-blowing, and you can't explain it with the dumb ape-only thing. You just can't, you know. And then the dumb ape guys, if it's not in that little box, uh, and I don't mean dumb guys. I mean, the if it's a dumb ape, the woods guys, <laughs> you know, I'm not calling them dumb, you know. But, I mean, if it doesn't fit in that little box, well, you got to be making it up because that can't happen. Why? Well, because I've never seen it, and I've been told that can't happen, and so I believe it. So, well... A lot of those guys, including those macho hunters, went running over the hill. <laughs> Come running back with their hair on fire, standing out like that. I guarantee you, there was a couple of them in there. Well, I've been through these woods all my life, and I never seen anything like that. I'd know it if it was out here. That bullcrap. You'd know it if they wanted you to know it. Mm -hmm. They're watching you. You know what I mean? I mean, so and I, I get the logic, you know, and I don't hate or disrespect those people for having a different point of view, like many of them do for people like myself who are writing about the uh, esoteric quantum paranormal type aspects, you know, but I'd say probably half of what I'm hearing now versus 10% five years ago is paranormal quantum, unbelievable cloaking mind speak, you know, changing the vibrational frequency somehow telepathy, uh, hypnosis, perhaps, you know, uh, infrasound, mm -hmm. All kinds of things, you know, and you know, the animal world uses infrasound. You know, yeah, uh, I've been a victim of it. You know, uh, lions, tigers, you know, zebras, giraffes, whales, dolphins, sharks, and they all use infrasound, and many, many others. You know, so it's a known quantity. It's a known thing. You know, and if they have a master of the, you know, electromagnetic field and able to change their vibrational frequency somehow and make us see things that we can't explain or make you know make us it looks like they're disappearing when maybe they're really not they're just changing their vibrational frequency so they can you know appear to disappear or maybe they really are walking through that tree you know we've got octopus and chameleons and, and moths and all kinds of insects that can blend into a tree or a piece of bark you wouldn't even know they're there so why do we say they can't do that you know you know only because people don't see it because we don't have a type specimen. Well, now people are starting to see it. They're telling people about it. So now what do you do? So eventually, you know, the government and the forestry service and science cannot deny or lie that they exist. They're going to have to throw us a bone. And I think they will throw us a bone. They'll do like the Tic Tac video. They said, well, those aren't made on our planet. We did not make those. We don't know who did, but they are off-planet construction. We do not know how to do that. We don't have, have that technology. We'll get back to you. See, they've at least admitted, admitted that with the Tic Tac videos, and if they've been lying for 85 years or whatever. So it'll be the same with Sasquatch. So throw us some kind of stupid bone for us to chew on for another few years while they figure out how to tell us and what to tell us, you know, because the technology and the DNA 
stuff, which is getting more and more affordable, they're going to have to cough it up eventually. They just have to. I love to hear the story. You know, because it was just a dumb ape. Why all the secrecy? People are discovering insects, mammals, aquatic, you know, trees, all kinds of things that were thought to never exist, thought they were extinct, never seen a creature before. All of a sudden, they're, you know, people all over the world, scientists and archaeologists and, and you know, botanists and all, everybody doing their research. We found a new species of, uh, you know, lily. We found a new species of bee. You know, it, 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 it almost passes unnoticed because it's such a regular thing now. You just, you know, and there's so much information coming mm-hmm. in, you just can't swallow it all. You know, archaeology, you know, and getting the time frame down on uh, how we got here, when we got here, and when the Sasquatch were here, and all that. So, you know, there'll come a point where they just can't lie to us anymore. You know, they'll have to throw us something, you know, and there'll be a lot of, mm, I told you, told you so. No. But it won't be enough to define what's going on because there's something about these creatures, I won't say creatures, excuse me, beings that they do not want us to know. Yeah. I don't think they're going to give us enough information where we can string together, you know, no. the, the consciousness aspect, the UFO aspect, and the cryptid mm-hmm. aspect all into one coherent explanation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, they'll just give us a bone. You know, what, what they told us with the Tic Tac videos was a bunch of nothing, really. Nothing you can't see with your eyes. You know, I know we can't make that, or we don't have it, or we, they tell us we don't have it, or we can't make it. Maybe they, maybe it is ours, and they're just telling us that. But so yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna come out. It's just a matter of you know what they tell us and when. But you know, it doesn't really matter because those of us on the track and on the search will be vindicated, some largely and some not so largely, but mm-hmm. your efforts will be vindicated. Like aha. I knew it. Didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. But thank you anyway. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so fascinating. That, that's uh, that's that was just fascinating, you know. And you know, I'm getting a lot of blowback. You know, I've got you know researchers and investigators going. You call that evidence? You know, where's your proof? Okay, where's your proof that that's not proof? I mean, you know, come on, man. I'm just telling you what people are telling me in in batches by the dozens. So you can't ignore this. If you want to ignore it, you can't just make it go away by ignoring it. Ignore it. You want proof? Well, prove to me that, that I'm full of crap. You know, prove to me that my witness is full of crap. You know, your mm-hmm. story is just different than his. You know, if you told him your story of the one you saw and it didn't walk through a tree or send me a message in my head or you know, uh, walk through, you know, my house at night. Well, that's, maybe it didn't need to, you know, maybe it didn't feel the need to, you know, but that's your story, you know. You know, maybe you blocked a lot of stuff out, you know, and just don't want to admit it, you know. So, so we're all in it together. We're all trying to find the same thing. And, you know, I think we're all a little bit right and we're all probably a little bit wrong, you know, but it's a, a crapshoot until we, get some kind of type specimen or some kind of admittance, you know, and they'll tell us just enough to shut us up and slow us down while they redirect whatever else they're doing. You know, I mean, it'll, mm-hmm. you know how it works. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, um, thanks for coming on. And before we wrap it up though. Hmm. Oh, no, I'm just, yeah. Thank you for having me. 
Of course. You're always welcome. Okay. Always. Well, what are you doing tomorrow? Well, not not, not that soon, I'm sure. Oh. But you know, no, it's it's a, it's a, it's a it's a joy talking with you, man. You're you're just you're just wide open and you're, you know, you're accepting. Yeah. You know, and the whole thing is you don't have to believe it. Just consider it. Just consider the sum of it. Well, I've heard too much of the same stuff to not believe. Yeah, yeah. You have, I have, a lot of people have. You, know, you just go, well, you know, once it gets past point X, then you have to start going, okay, there's something to this because this is just ridiculous. You know, unless there's, you know, 28,000 uh, undocumented crazy people walking around in just my state alone. Right. You know, I mean, just just like with 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 abduction, you know, something like ten percent of the freaking population has had some type of abduction experience. Then you have just people who've had UFO sightings. You know, you're probably talking half the population there, fifty percent. Paranormal experience. Paranormal experience. Now you're like up to ninety percent of the population. Yeah. So so obviously it can't be dismissed. Yeah, if you believe in a, a possibility of a ghost, let's just say. Now everyone goes, well, you know, I, I think I, I think that must have been my mom tapping on my window last night, or you know, you know, people are open to that. Well, why draw a line? You know, I mean, you can go from a ghost to a, a Mothman. Well, there's things in between, you know, and maybe you're just meant to see certain things. Maybe you only want to see certain things, you know. And if you're really not interested in the subject. You just kind of disregard it and blow it off as something else entirely and go about your day and, and, and your life and think nothing of it. And that's fine, you know, but there's there's people that are experiencing things that are it's affecting their lives and their mental health to a point where, you know, I got to talk to somebody about this. This is bizarre. Yeah. And, and I had somebody with me, you know, and if you, you and your friend or you and your wife or a girlfriend, uh, both have the same experience, and there's two minds. How do two people have the same hallucination at the same time? Nah, you know, there's there's something going on. Oh, absolutely. We all know it. Absolutely. Um, so where can my listeners find you and the new book? Okay, uh, now I signed a book deal with Beyond the Fray, so they are going to be doing a black and white version of Sasquatch Evidence of an Enigma 2, the 2022 edition. Because that what I did was just add to the book because I got so many more stories. So anyway, uh, Beyond the Fray, you can buy my black and white book. And this next one coming out should be around mid-February. They're black and white versions and Kindle only on Amazon. I sell all my books full color with very nice paper and, you know, and I autograph them if you want an autograph. Uh, if you don't want an autograph, you got to send me an extra five bucks so I won't write my name. <laughs> Just kidding. But you can go to my website. It's www.relichominid.com. R-E-L-I-C-H-O-M-I-N-I-D.com. And, uh, you know, you can buy one or both. Uh, I can say their autograph is full color, nice, nice, classy, uh, you know, shiny photographic paper. It's nice, you know, it's not pulp. It's not black and white pulp. It's very nice, you know, glossy paper. Really good stuff. So either one just depends on your budget. My books are 22 bucks plus some shipping. And uh, I think the books on Amazon, I think, are going to be like fourteen ninety five. The first one is. I assume the second one will be also somewhere in that page. But it didn't come out to like mid-February. 
but uh, but good book, books, and I'll get somebody a price break if you want to buy both at once, and you know, and some shipping, separate shipping breaks. But anyway, that's how you can find me, you know. Uh, and you can email me through my website too if you've got mm -hmm. a sighting or something that's bugging you. You can just email me. There's a link on the website uh, when you get the get there. If you don't want to buy a book, you can contact me that way. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And you know, one of the things too, you know, if any of my listeners want to contact you with the sighting, you know, they can contact you, or they can even reach out to me and I'll put them in touch with you. If you don't want to yeah, miss yeah. any evidence, you know, if anybody has a story, you know. Need to hear it, it. Could document be, it. Yeah, one story could be the story that provides something physically undeniable. Mm -hmm. Don't know. Just takes one. You know. Uh, you know uh, that handprint I got in this book. Oh yeah. You you got that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's in the green one. Yeah. Yep. That's from one of those witnesses. Yeah, I've got a photo for you. Going, yeah, okay. Well, let's see it. You know. Boing! Oh, God! <laughs> There's a Sasquatch standing right in front of a trail camera that gets his hand. You can't have What are the odds, you know? So there goes the theory that the Sasquatch can interrupt, uh, you know, trail camera electronics. Mm -hmm. I think they can, but this one just was didn't get the memo. Hey, don't walk in that clearing. Could, could have been a, could have been a kid. Yeah, it, it probably was. It wasn't that big. It was probably six, seven foot. It wasn't a big one. But yeah, so it just takes one, you know, and it gives other people the courage to come forward, if nothing else. It gives somebody else, you know, honey, that's what happened to us. Look at this couple. That's just exactly, call this guy, email him, something. So there's people out there that want to say something and just can't, you know. Mm. So that's what I'm here for, you know. Me too. So... <laughs> Gary's been awesome, man. I hate to see you go. Yeah, unfortunately. Wait, I've got to go, too. Fortunately, i got to go to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to go set up the rest of my new equipment i got. Nice. Do another show tomorrow night. But uh, anytime, make sure you send me your address on the PM. I did already. Didn't you hear? Okay, okay. It went ding during the middle of the episode. Oh, it probably is. I've got all that turned off. It's probably <laughs> on my phone. You know, I've got all this stuff up here turned off. So, yeah. I'll ship you. I'll ship you one out here in the next day or so. so. Sweet, can't wait. All right, All man. Right, until we well, meet again. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on and hang on for one moment while I play the outro.